I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming. Uh, hopefully, you, you guys can hear me and everything. Um, <laughs> uh, just trying a, a different app today uh, to see which one works best for everybody. So, uh, hoping everything works good on this one. Um, so, anyway, without further ado, we're keeping real wrestling alive here at the Catch Wrestling Alliance uh, YouTube channel. Also, you can check us out on our all kinds of social media. We're also on TikTok as well. Uh, because we actually have a lot of content, you know, we like uh, it reminds me of um, uh, one uh, one rap song. Basically, it's like uh, we have enough content to make our own top ten, uh, like matches or even technique videos or uh, whatever. Uh, we can do it. Um, but anyway, thank you all for supporting us throughout the years. Uh, really happy to kind of uh, uh, just give people a better understanding of authentic catch wrestling because uh, there's a lot of inauthentic catch wrestling out there. So thank you for everyone who supports us and, and likes what we're doing. Uh, because yeah, it's like, um, we have a a sea of, of, um, like, uh, pro wrestling stuff that, uh, people are really thinking is catch wrestling, uh, that we have to kind of like fight against and stuff. So anyway, without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, today's subject, which is we're going to be continuing with Farmer Burns' information where basically like more lessons from him. And basically it's about lessons on, uh, it's going to be kind of a mix of tr- of two chapters and actually the two of his longest chapters. So uh, stuff that's really important to him. And uh, basically it, it's the two chapters on one, training children, and then the next one on training adults, right? So he kind of says like training the the man uh, and learning self-control. So he combines those two aspects. Um, so that that should show you how important it is, at least to him, where it's like um, it shouldn't necessarily be um, like two separate things. And what like what Farmer Burns kind of starts saying like right off the bat is that when you train a child, then like, and he kind of, he says, he starts off by saying usually like age 13 is really like the age to kind of get kids into some kind of disciplined activity before then, you know, just let them, let them play and do whatever they want. And, you know, um, so don't really kind of create so much structure for them. And, uh, but then after that, like they're, developed sufficiently enough mentally that they can probably handle some kind of activity like structured wrestling or structured um, training of any sort. So um, 
since that, that chapter is pretty much uh, fresh in my brain, I don't have to pull the book out for that. He kind of mentions where it's like, you know, you, once the kid is, you know, ready, usually after age 13, then you can kind of get in, get him into wrestling. Um, but he kind of also recommends different types of uh, workout regimens. So like he says, like, oh, when once the kid gets up, um, go ahead and, you know, you want to get them to to work out a little bit, even using the dumbbells or whatever, and get, have them. <laughs> There's a funny thing. So um, he, he recommends not only for kids, but also for adults, like to take cold baths in the morning. Uh, and he, he lived in Iowa, which would be, especially in the wintertime, a, a pretty cold place. So um, that's <laughs> that's really kind of tough because the other thing he kind of mentions where it's like uh, he he always wants you to have your window like your bedroom window open a crack so he says even if uh, it doesn't matter the season just just have your window open so you can get some fresh air so that's one of the other things that farmer burns really um really uh like likes that basically he's saying you know you gotta be like the the fuel for your muscles is the blood and you got to get fresh, you know, basically fresh oxygen into your blood. So and you got to be breathing that fresh air. So have the window open, uh, you know, regardless of, you know, the, the season. Um, so that's another thing. Right. But then the, the other thing that I want to mention while we're still talking about kids is um, the, the, the exercise for wrestling that he recommends them learning and then he kind of he kind of uh, makes it where um, he talks he he kind of like makes it for adults as well. So um, is bridging. So I think I can't remember which one of you guys um, commented. Um, so I'm sorry if I can't mention you specifically, but I remember just recently someone mentioned or someone asked a question about bridging and I think like uh, developing uh, neck strength. And so this is where. Farmer Burns talks about it. It's actually in the training the children section. Um, but what he says, actually, let me, well, I'll start pulling it up, but I'll, I'll kind of continue talking about it where um, the first thing about bridging, not so much the neck strength that he talks about, but it's talking about like uh, something very practical, actually. It's um, because he says that, you know, like most of the day we're kind of looking forward or hunched forward. So that's exactly like the way people are today, <laughs> you know, uh, where they're hunched forward at a desk job or even um, they're hunched forward uh, looking at their phones or stuff like that. That's so a lot of people spend a lot of their life or if you do jujitsu, <laughs> a lot of times you're spent getting stacked uh, by someone, if you're trying like an arm bar and uh, you're you're basically pinned and you're basically you're you're we're in the shape of a C kind of most of the day. So um, he says you gotta gotta you gotta bridge because that is like the exact opposite of the of the position that we're in most of the day. So you want to combat that, and then kind of like the side effect is that you you end up training your neck and building up the the strength in your neck. Right. Uh, let me go ahead and just uh, let me try to skip to that section, but um, um, because he gives a bunch of other reasons why, which I think is really interesting, because uh, you know he says like uh, with regards to even digestion and stuff like that, which is true, um, is that you know our so there's a couple different things. So 
our, our intestines are always moving actually, even without us thinking about it, which is good because if we had to think about it, that'd be a big waste of our time. If we had to consciously think like, oh, push the food through my intestine, you know, that, that'd be, that wouldn't like life wouldn't be worth living if we had to think about all these different things. So that's kind of on autopilot in our bodies. Um, so, but what Farmer Burns says is that like, you know, bridging besides uh, being kind of like the opposite position that, that we're in most of the day, it's also uh, helpful, like kind of for um, uh, kind of also you can think like squeezing uh, your, your muscles in your abdomen so that that also facilitates you, your elimination, right? That's how he called it, right? He says like, we're kind of, uh, one of the things that humans do is like we intake and then we eliminate. So you want to facilitate that because uh, facilitating your digestion, again, also helps you get the, the nutrients out, gets them into the blood, gets them into the muscle, right? So you want to make sure everything uh, works as efficiently as possible. And one of the things he um, kind of always talks about, like to be your best self is to take care of yourself and basically like work out, drink tons of water, get plenty of fresh air. He, he you know, recommends fruits and vegetables and all that. Um, but bridging happens to be one that he talks about. And so then I want to give you um, his, he kind of gives a, a way to build up to working on the, the bridging. So I'll go ahead and just read it for you because he gives uh, some points, some pointers Right, because again, he even recognizes that it can be dangerous, and this is one of the things that um, you guys talk about. Uh, you guys often ask questions about where uh, you're concerned about safety, and so Farmer Burns was also concerned about safety, and especially since he mentions bridging um, in the children's the children's uh, uh, chapter. So he he um, he he definitely adds. Um, like some advice and like basically you want to start off slow. You don't just want to jump into it. So, so this is from Farmer Burns himself. So earlier in this chapter, we mentioned the bridging exercise as a wonderful physical culture method. A little caution should be exercised in this work at the beginning. You would not expect a child to get a good education in a year or two years. You would not expect to get tough a tough wiry neck muscles in a day or a week. So he goes on to say, a soft mat or pillow should be used for the head to rest upon at first. And the hands should also be used at first to assist in supporting the body. After the neck and shoulder muscles are developed enough to hold the weight of the body, you will know it instinctively. Then you can raise your body, after which you can raise your hands and arms with perfect safety. The hands should be used in raising the body even after you become proficient in the exercise of swaying the weight of the body from the head to the feet. The only two parts that should touch the floor in making of a bridge right? The head and the feet, basically. So those should remain in contact with the head and uh, with the floor. And, it, and then he says, thus avoiding the chance of sprains or other accidents. So uh, build up nice and, uh, nice and slowly, and uh, eventually you can get it where uh, you'll be able to do it, like uh, just 
on your own. And then, um, and like he says, you should kind of know when you're ready. So, uh, but then also until you get there where you're confident, use your hands to support you. So basically it'd be kind of like that position where, you know, you, you can start like that with your both hands like behind you and then you can bridge. And then once you feel really confident, then you can get it where you just bridge with where, where your feet and your head are the only parts touching. And that is one thing that you, that is missing from a lot of other styles, right? So you get a bunch of people trying to say, or I, I see comments, especially on, on, on different social media platforms that we're on where people say like, Oh, you know, all the, uh, all the catch wrestling techniques are already in jujitsu. This is one of the recent ones, which I think is pretty, pretty fascinating. The things you guys say, to, <laughs> the things you guys comment, right? Um, but if you look at a jujitsu class, the type of bridging exercises that they do is that they do not go on to the head, right? When they bridge, it's usually just onto the shoulder. This is a, a really common uh, like practice, even part of a, like regular warm ups that are done in jujitsu. So no. <laughs> so it's like we have real evidence showing that it's not like all of these things aren't exactly already part of jujitsu. So you, you you just can't you just can't say that, right? And it's it basically it's just not true. Saying that oh all this stuff is already in jujitsu, it's not. And even if they since uh, the, it's not like these things are exactly hidden, but they're not quite used in jujitsu. It's not very common, you know. So so. I'm, 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 with all due respect, I'm going to have to disagree with that. <laughs> um, all right. So, so that's basically the main thing about training kids, according to Farmer Burns. And I want to then basically, let's just go to the next, just go right to the next chapter where he talks about training adults and the, the attainment of self-control because, um, uh, the chapter on the kids kind of gives you a good basis, you know, start them or, you know, after age 13, you know, you don't want them to get burned out. You want to, uh, uh, like also the dad should be interested in this too. That also helps out. Right. But, uh, he's probably, he's probably wouldn't be into these, uh, these crazy parents, you know, who are, uh, who go nuts at the, at the sporting events, right. Yelling at everybody. Uh, I'm sure that's not what Farmer Burns is talking about when he talks about taking interest in, in training with your kids. He's talking about being the best you can be. And also, I think we've kind of mentioned it in other, um, other uh, of our videos where um, basically, you know, Farmer Burns really wants you to see the mind and the body as, uh, you know, being uh, like something that works together, right? So you've got to control everything from the central command and then everything down, down the chain, uh, obeys. Right. So let's go ahead and continue, um, in the, the physical training of the man and the attainment of self-control. Right. So here's a quote from him. Like since the attainment of any of these really requires the ability of the physical frame to maintain health, we must readily recognize that we must maintain our health after the fashion that nature has designed, right? So again, going back to all that stuff where it's like, you know, getting outside, you know, stuff that he's kind of, that I've told you that he's said repeatedly, you know, like fresh air, you know, get that oxygen into the blood and then in turn the blood, you know, gets, it transfers that to our muscles that's huge for Farmer Burns, and he repeats it several times. 
uh, throughout this whole book. Um, let me go ahead and skip to some other things that I, I think are really fascinating. Um, let me see. So, you know, he does bring up some different advice from, and he'll even quote from different doctors. Um, so this is a quote that he has from this one doctor about uh, Dr. Henry Monroe in his Handbook of Suggestive Therapeutics in the chapter entitled Conservation of Energy. And he says, like, the quote, the most fruitful cause for disease and weakness of the body and mind lies in uncontrolled and misguided appetites, emotions, and passions, and a failure to properly conserve and direct our mental and physical energies into healthy channels of thought and conduct. Right, so um, then Farmer Burns goes on to ask, or to question is like, why is it with all the progress that has come during the centuries and centuries of existence of the human race that they of all the animal creation should be forced to face such conditions? And then he brings up animals, how it's like they're, they're doing their own animal things, right? And uh, yet humans uh, are... Uh, you know, stuck with all this stress, right? And we, all the stuff that we make up in our minds to give our bodies stress. Um, so again, then he kind of goes back to the whole thing about like, you know, you gotta uh, focus that, that kind of like the stresses of your daily life into your training, into your working out. And then also once you really build up your body to being very, very strong, then you're going to be better able to deal with daily stress, whether you don't choose to become a professional wrestler, professional athlete. Uh, you, if you go to a regular day job or office job, you know you'll still be good. You still do good because your your body and your mind are strong. So that's his. Uh, that's kind of his point. Right. So he says here where it's like. Then he brings up the idea of memories. So. Um, Having a good mind will also help you to have a good memory, and then your memories will help you to remember lessons from day-to-day -day life so that, like, say, if you've made mistakes in the past, your memories of these mistakes should help you to fix those mistakes in the future. And he, he's, he describes the memory like this. He says, the memory is the will's storage battery, as it were. We cannot do things we have never learned to do. The law, therefore, is this. The memory is a former experience. Wait, the memory, wait, sorry, let's start again. The memory of a former experience is that which enables the human mind to duplicate any feat performed at a former time. All right, so you can then, let's say you're learning a technique, you know, and then repeating it over and over again, you'll be able to replicate it in the future, all right? I do wanna kind of skip a little bit forward because like I told you a lot of the other stuff already that he mentions, you know, about like the lungs and the, um, you know, eating right and uh, working out outside and, and all that. Because uh, there's, since Farmer Burns was kind of an optimist and he kind of, he, he talks about optimism in the first chapter of this book, I want to, um, I want to kind of skip to something that he says that I think hopefully it can inspire you, right? Uh, but let's, let me, I put a note here. So let's go ahead and just 
talk about this real quick. He says, Farmer Burns says, I attribute my good health to my fine physical condition. And I find that my brain delivers messages to my muscles quicker because I train it by keeping up my circulation with plenty of life-giving oxygenated blood, which could not be done under condition of poor circulation. All right. So again, he really, he's all about the blood, right? So um, again, moving and, uh, you know, being in the clear, cool air and, um, you know, just he loved being outside and, and that, that's what he always recommended. Like if you can, um, if you can at least walk one hour or one mile a day, he says, you know, even if, uh, he says, if, if your work is a few miles away, if you can at least walk one hour or sorry, walk one mile of it and then take a cab or jump on the bus or whatever, you know, whatever you have at that time, he recommends it. All right. But I want to get to the whole optimist thing, right? Cause, um, you know, again, he gives the same advice about like getting up early and the, you know, and uh, uh, working out a little bit with weights and all that, and then and then taking that cold cold bath, right? And then um, so he does the same advice for adults as as kids. But so you guys know all that, right? So I'm going to skip to the end where he talks about uh, again that that self control stuff, right? So he. So this is the last page of two long chapters, um, but I think this stuff might be um, unique from the other chapters, so, and I think it can give you a little bit of motivation um, or a little bit of uh, something to think about, right? So uh, let's go ahead and we'll go and start here. Okay, so this is, this is Farmer Burns. If you are strong physically, you know from experience that you have plenty of confidence in yourself. So avoid worry. It will make an old man of you. Think of other things, directing your mind by work, sleep, or temperate pleasures. And then this is in bold, so, is, so it's important, right? Be a master of your desires, not a slave to them. Just a reminder. When you are inclined to feel that the whole world seems against you, that pleasure and wealth are in the possession of those men who are physically able to get hold of them, you have heard no doubt that opportunity knocks but once at every man's door and how. It has been proven a fallacy time after time. So, you know, everyone talks about, yeah, the opportunity only knocks once, but this is this is what's different. And I think this is why uh, Farmer Burns is, was kind of all about optimism as well. So check this out, because he disagrees. I mean, he just called it a fallacy, right, to think that you only get one chance, right? Um, so he continues. You know this to be true, that you have many an opportunity, and that they knocked many times and then came back. So we propose the following prophecy by a modern writer, which is being fulfilled every day. So he pops a poem in here too. So <laughs> I'll go ahead and read it. It's a little bit long, but um, it's just a few lines. Um, 
but let's go ahead and read it. But basically, I think the main thing you want to remember is that, um, you know, like basically just keep training and you'll be more ready for when opportunity comes. And so if you're not training and stuff quite yet, then, um, um, you know, you can start anytime basically. So just like start, start working out, start uh, trying to be healthier, living or living a healthier life. And uh, the next time opportunity comes around or the next time opportunity knocks at your door, uh, you'll be ready, right? Because Farmer Burns believes that opportunity uh, comes back around, right? So don't think that you've missed your chance for, for something good. Okay. Uh, so I, I want you to think that way too. Farmer Burns thought this and he actually, uh, he did a lot of great things and um, he was very healthy uh, for like, you know, for many years he outlived. He, unfortunately, he out, not unfortunately, but unfortunately, Frank Gotch died so young of a curable disease. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Martin Burns, he outlived a bunch of people who weren't living as healthy as he was. Um, but anyway, here's a, a little a little passage or he calls it a prophecy. Um, and he doesn't, he says it's a prophecy by a modern writer, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't say who it is, but I'll go ahead and read it for you because I think it's interesting that you have a wrestler putting kind of like a poetry into, into his, um, his advice, right? So here we go. There is no chance, no destiny, no fate can circumvent or hinder or control the prime resolve of a determined soul. Gifts count for nothing. Will alone is great. All things must give away before it is soon too late. What obstacles can stay the mighty force of the sea-seeking river in its course? or cause the ascending orb of day to wait. Each well-born soul must earn what it deserves. Let the fool prate of luck. The fortunate is he whose earnest purpose never swerves, whose slightest action or inaction serves one great aim. Why even dearth, death, sorry, even death stands still and waits an hour, sometimes for such a will. So he's talking about building up that will and then um, about having kind of like a, a greater purpose or a greater aim. And which reminds me, he kind of talks about that. So he's, he's talking about, he always talks about training the will and be, becoming stronger and better. But, but you can't be so selfish, right? <laughs> so you can't, you can, you can always train yourself for uh, different reasons, but yeah, like you got to have a kind of like a, a purpose behind it, but don't necessarily have it or don't have it be a completely selfish purpose because that's not good. And I think, um, I think I found the passage here. Let me see. Um, yeah, most people, this is, the, this is the beginning of the chapter about training of the man and the attainment of self-control. It says most people are actuated by self-interest, right? Um, let me see. Let me kind of scoot down. Um, yeah, it is the case of 
of the selfish man, he will see the error of his ways, hopefully, not always, um, he will see the error, error of his ways and feel willing to share the fruits of his life with others. Right, so it's like me, we kind of have all those movies, right, where they talk about like, uh, or even with the most famous one, right, Christmas Carol, where it's like you have the Ebenezer Scrooge where he's just so stingy with his money and then uh, he gets visited by three ghosts showing how pointless and empty his life is um, uh, because he's just he just wasted his entire existence or at least his, his entire time while he's alive on this earth uh, by just hoarding everything and not spending the best of his life with other people and, you know, having family and love and sharing and being generous and stuff. So uh, I think that's the other thing that that Farmer Burns talks about. Uh, and I think, yeah, the whole, the Christmas Carol is something that a lot of people know. That, I think it's a story a lot of people know by Charles Dickens. Um, so I think you guys can kind of get it. I think you can, you can also kind of understand where, or like the point of view of Farmer Burns um and so you can kind of have these selfish um ideas about training but don't necessarily be completely selfish because yeah there's a, a whole community uh around and uh, uh that you're, you're a part of really so you can't just like be thinking like oh i i got mine so who cares about you and whatever like uh farmer burns again shows that he kind of alludes to the whole idea, the whole Ebenezer Scrooge type of idea where, uh, you know, just being selfish all the time and just kind of like say like working out all the time, getting buff and all that and you're strong and whatever. But if you're selfish, then uh, hopefully later you'll realize the error of your ways and then try, then you'll try then to uh, start sharing with people. But uh, why waste the time? Think about they don't be selfish now, right? Enjoy your life now. Enjoy making connections and uh, with your friends and family and whatnot. All right. You guys have any uh, any questions? Go ahead and shoot. Uh, thank you all who are watching. So, um, Alex702, um, hello from the 310. Uh, he says, salute from the 702. I don't know where that is. Um, anyway. I'm in the 310, so the west side of Los Angeles. Chakra Journey, excellent advice. Thank you for listening and watching. Fita Orari Fitness, peace. Yeah, peace to you too. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so hopefully you guys uh, find this advice uh, interesting, or at least um, I think I think it's really interesting because, again, of the time period. This uh, this book um, is copyrighted in 1911. So this is actually still um, while um, while Frank Gotch is alive. Unfortunately, you know, just a few years later, um, Frank dies. Uh, I believe he was only like 38 or 39, which is terrible. I can't imagine, can't imagine you know? Um, you know, a living legend and, uh, you know, dies so young. And again, his, from what I understand, I don't know the exact diagnosis, but from what I understand from historian Mike Chapman is that nowadays, whatever that, whatever that um, uh, disease he had, it was some kidney disease 
um, that it's curable nowadays. So it's it's sad. It's sad when uh, we don't have those advances yet to fix a lot of stuff. And um, nowadays, things that you know things are curable, and but we 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 lose some great people uh, before we find the cure. So that that's that's sad because <laughs> uh, Frank was great. And so anyway, let me try to. Let me try to get back to your guys' questions because that that's so unfortunate, you know, dying so young. Um, okay. So oh seven oh two is Vegas. All right, all right. Well, hopefully I can be back in Vegas soon. A lot of stuff for me to do there, um, martial art wise, sport wise. Um so hopefully I can be back there sooner than later. Maybe we can do a, a live stream from over there. Um, all right, so Tactical Casey, thanks for sharing. Love hearing the Farmer Burns advice. Thank you for watching. So uh, Casey is watching on Twitch. Um, so we're we're um, like uh, one of the reasons why I'm using these different apps is because like this one that I'm using now, um, it is it allows me to stream on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. So if you guys like watching on Twitch, that's totally fine. Go ahead and try to follow us on there, or like uh, I think you subscribe somehow on Twitch. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what they do, but I want to just be available uh, on there as well. Um, all right. Uh, Kevin Lee was great to catch this. Some great advice and insight. All right. Thank you for watching. Uh, yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I'll try to, um, I'll try to um, add, especially like Farmer Burns tries to talk about physiology, physiology of the body. So since that's uh, my background, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and add some of the modern stuff behind, like at least some of the modern research uh, that kind of validates a lot of what he has to say, because he's not saying anything necessarily like controversial or anything. He's, um, he, he's, you know, he's not giving the physiology, um, but, you know, which he might, he might not have known, right? But uh, there is like some evidence to back up what he has to say, right? So, um, I'll go ahead and add that to whenever that comes up. So yeah, thank you for watching. Alex702, who are some of my favorite fighters? Well, um, nowadays, if you're talking about MMA, then um, nowadays is actually some of the women that are, are really impressing me because I, I still believe that, um, say like if you're a woman out there and you want to do MMA, I think like go for it because um, I think the pool of competitors is smaller now still. So, um, if you train really hard, um, and become really good, you can just dominate. All right. So you'll have a few that I like. I think we just did a video about one, um, Itsuki Hirata for in from Japan, uh, who's a judo black belt and is just dominating in one championship. Also, uh, Meng Bo. So she is a Chinese fighter, um, and she has a background. I guess she started in Taekwondo and then, um, and then moved on to Sanda at the, at the sports university there. And she was like the only woman to beat Zhang Weili, so the UFC champ. So some people try to say um, that their fight was fixed or whatever, but this is like, I think it was like both of their first pro fight. It was like a two-round fight, which... People think it's weird, but like we have uh, Road FC. So the uh, the woman that I work with in China, her name is Shiming, 
she is a pro MMA fighter there and she fights in road FC and they have two round fights anyway. So, um, I don't, I, that's just something some promotions do. Um, so anyway, I, I really don't like, I think whatever, maybe the organization that they fought in was, could have been like, just not organized or, you know, like they had some problems, but, um, I think it's still a legit win. Um, so anyway, Mung Bo is fighting in one championship. She just fought, uh, I think two weeks ago in Singapore and, uh, she beat, uh, this really good Brazilian woman. Um, she, she, you know, it was really cool. And, and the other thing that I want to talk about was that, um, she, um, like she is claiming to be wrestler, like a wrestler. So, you know, how, like they have like the whole tail of the tape thing at the beginning of the, of the fight. Um, she put her style as wrestling. And so that's another thing I kind of wanted to talk about where um, I believe in China, you know, based off just seeing that and then also speaking with Sherming in China, um, it seems like, especially if you're an MMA fighter over there, since they don't really know about or even value so much the jujitsu stuff. So like here, it's like everyone's talking about like, oh, what belt, what belt are you and this and that over there when I try to talk to them like, Oh, someone such and such a person is a, uh, you know, purple belt or whatever. And they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> so, so they don't really have that frame of reference or at least not as so ingrained as it is in our culture. So, but what they are seeing is like, Oh, what's going to help me to win my MMA fight. Right. So again, they value all kinds of kickboxing, all kinds of striking. Right. And then, uh, wrestling seems to, you know, still dominate in MMA. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily dominate on the you know, on social media, right? Because we have a lot of uh, uh, jujitsu. Um, I don't know jujitsu zealots, right? That only only care about these things. So, but anyway, so since Meng Bo, I guess the, according to what I found is like maybe as a little girl she started doing taekwondo and then she moved over to doing sanda in. Um, the in china they have a, a bunch of sports universities so she ended up going to sports university and um so sanda has like it's like muay thai but with a judo and wrestling mixed in so a lot of takedowns a lot of slams a lot of catching the strikes and stuff um so i i believe and, and this is this is actually my story as well. I really I, I went to one of those uh, universities, the Beijing Sports University, doing samba and then traditional wrestling, and um, really wrestling mixes with Chinese kickboxing so well. And so I think that's why you'll have uh, people like Mengbo and Sherming uh, claiming wrestling as like the base style because a lot of the the, like the kickboxing style from China has wrestling aspects in it. It's still more of a kickboxing style, but it has a lot of this kind of top-down approach where you stay on top, you grab someone, take them down, or you pick them up, slam them, but you, you want to stay on top. Um, so wrestling is more like that. So um, And also judo. So I think that's why Itsuki Hirata is doing a lot of great things in MMA. So I think those are some of my current favorites right now um at least at least people i can think about or think of right now uh oh man he's that guy in ufc he did uh one of the he was one of the few that did a 
a wrestler's guillotine, or they call it the, the twister, Brian Mitchell, I believe. I think his last name is Mitchell, at least. Um, yeah, he's doing really well, too. Um, he's actually trying to mix up his, his punches and kick, his strikes and stuff. And he, he trained at um, one of the schools that I trained at in Arkansas. So he trained at Westside MMA in Arkansas. That's where Billy Robinson used to teach. Uh, so I went there to, uh, to train with Billy. And so they still try to maybe incorporate some wrestling aspects into their their fighting. So I think oh Bryce Mitchell, I believe Bryce Mitchell. All right, so I think those are some of the people that I I watch nowadays, or at least that I, I enjoy what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, yeah. How about you guys? <laughs> what, who do you like? Let me know. Uh, also, uh, let me know if you have any other questions. Um, but you can kind of see like the people who I, I like just in general or, or who catch my eye are like people who are uh, somewhat technical, but more in a wrestling type way, or even if it's striking, then um, they're, they're unorthodox, right? So what I mean by orthodox is it's like, say like in, in the United States, a lot of our striking is boxing based. So you'll see people just, you know, just throwing hands and a lot of times just straight jabs or hooks. Uh, but when you see someone's throwing um, some uppercuts or or some unique kicks like sidekick and stuff like that, then um, that's what uh, catches my eye. Or if they're if they're throwing more kicks, right? Uh, so we saw what like Conor McGregor really get stopped by these really low kicks to the leg. Um, yeah, you're gonna like th that's pretty interesting to me, right? But um, like. Uh, I don't know about that division as well. Like, I'm not so interested in uh, Poirier, but um, yeah, just I don't know. Anyway, I'm not I'm not the biggest fans of those guys. Um, all right, yeah, keep on asking any any other questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, go for it. So, oh yeah, so going back to um, everything else, right? So yeah, yeah, we're on Twitch also. So feel free to catch us there if that's your your uh, your place of choice. So I, I believe that this live stream on Twitch will only last for like two weeks and then it'll automatically get taken off. So um, anyway, if, if that's where you like to watch us, go ahead, right? And feel free to comment there and whatever. Because, um, uh, you know, if there's anything you want 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 me to talk about, totally open to it. Um, so yeah, go ahead and comment and um, you know, just, just let me know. So also too, um, you know, please subscribe here on YouTube. I really like YouTube a lot. Um, they're really, they're really nice people. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, but I, I like all the stuff that you can do on this platform. So um, uh, you know, we were having a lot of short videos and stuff, and I think maybe it's just because the whole TikTok's influence. But um, I think it's kind of cool to. It's a cool way to kind of keep some of our old content fresh again. So you guys seem to be liking all that stuff. And uh, we did a whole series, at least two videos on Sumo. Uh, you guys also seem to like that. Uh, so uh, in the Sumo has tournaments every, um, every, basically every few months. So I believe they have four a year, which I think is great. But I, that's one of the reasons why I think Sumo is such a tough sport. Um, because doing it professionally, it's like you're going to be competing in a 15-day tournament every few months. 
and they basically allow striking. So it's not it's not full on punches or kicks, but it's these palm strikes. And so event, sometimes people get knocked out. Um, uh, so it's tough. It's tough. So it's like, um, so that, that's another reason why I like it. So when people talk about some, who are some of my favorite fighters, I, I'd, I'd also want to include uh, some of the sumo wrestlers uh, because like some of these guys are really good, really good. Like they have, uh, and they also rank everybody. So like Yokozuna is the highest rank. Um, but of course, um, you, you gotta like one of their, one of their Yokozuna, his name's Hakuho. He, um, this guy wins. Like if he's in the tournament, usually he'll win it. And sumo, because they have so many matches. So a lot of these guys, if they've been in it for a few years, they have, some of them have over a thousand matches, right? So, uh, I think that's the other thing that is good about it because eventually you lose. So nobody has like a perfect record because, you know, like you can't stay perfect over, you know, hundreds or a thousand matches. Um, so I think in a way there's, there's still kind of a humility that is like ingrained in sumo wrestling because eventually you're going to lose. Right. And chances are before you get to the, the big leagues, you would have lost, you know, like tons of matches. So uh, it kind of, um, I think it kind of takes away a lot of that that stress. You know, you just you just got to try to go out there and do your best. I mean, of course, you want to win, um, and the way to stay in the big leagues is to have a winning record. So you have to have more wins than losses in order to stay in the big leagues. Um, but uh, that's kind of like the main stress. You got to win eight matches out of fifteen days or fifteen matches, uh, and then you pretty much stay in the big leagues. So. Um, it's, it's somewhat reasonable, right? It's somewhat, uh, reasonable to stay in there. Um, or at least to try to just try to win eight right? instead of just trying to be perfect. Right. So I think that's that, that just like that idea or that way of thinking relieves like a tremendous amount of stress. Right. Um, I don't know about you, at least <laughs> that's the way I'm thinking about it, where you're not just, tr you're not trying to be perfect. Even, um, there, Yokozuna, who usually wins, Hakuho, um, you know, he often, and that's the only thing, he, he is different. He's very unique because um, he often, like out of 15 days, maybe he'll only lose once. Or this guy's just like a brilliant, brilliant martial artist. Um, but, I mean, he still will lose, right? So that's, that's the thing. Um, so... So whereas like in, in MMA and stuff, you know, you'll have people who are like considered like the goat, right? If their 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 record is so clean, but imagine if they competed like as frequently as as sumo wrestlers, nobody would have like a Z like Mayweather wouldn't be Mayweather, right? <laughs> he would still be well respected and he'd still be like a dominant fighter. Um, but he would have several losses, definitely like fighting you know, like every day for 15 days and then doing that type of tournament, uh, three to four times a year. Um, so, so yeah, that is different. Nobody's going to be perfect. Nobody. And, and, and I think I like that a lot. I, cause, uh, yeah, I think it's very stress relieving mentally. All right. So, so now you know more about me. I like watching sumo over, even a lot of MMA fights. Okay, and I think also too, the other thing about one championship, 
that I want to mention, and we'll probably um, like do more like uh, showing a bunch of their fights because they're they're cool. <laughs> they uh, they don't really mind uh, people using their footage, so we'll like I'll probably pull more from their matches to like show show like cool techniques or whatever. Or like even I'll probably follow Mungbo a little bit more since she's uh, doing Sanda and wrestling. So. Um, you know, like they're not gonna do some kind of copyright strike or anything like that. Because like, there's one video that I used where I, I did a example from UFC, and UFC made me cut out that. It wasn't even like um, very long of a segment. I think it was like like five seconds or six seconds, and they they forced me to cut it out of my video. So <laughs> so anyway, um, that's why a lot of times in other people's like even news broadcasts, they only put still images of UFC because they're strict about about all that stuff. So so I'm probably going to just use like Sumo. Sumo is cool with us using footage and then also one championship. So probably focus more on those. Okay? All right. We're getting close to uh, an hour or so. I think we'll probably go ahead and call it quits right now. So if you have any other questions or anything else you'd like me to talk about, go ahead and put it in the comments. Uh, you, you know, please subscribe. Um, also, uh, on the YouTube channel, you can become a member. We have tons of videos uh, that are only for members. So um, you can do that. Or if you want to learn catch wrestling, uh, you can also go through our website or even through the YouTube channel. If you become a super student, like the super student tier um, on our and uh, on, on the membership, then you can join both where you can see all of our 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 videos and then you can also uh, learn in an incremental way. So we have all the fundamental stuff and then you can once you pass all that, then we, we give you more advanced uh, lessons. So that's kind of the way it works. or if you just want if you don't want to see all our extra stuff, then then you can just go straight to our website and uh, just join our, we call it the CWA Academy. So up to you. Thank you for watching, and then we'll see you next week.